guys! Welcome to Call Me Whenever. I'm Shivani. And I'm Chinaza. And yeah, this is our duo. So we've kind of been like, I guess, reflecting a bit. Like we're always, you know, we're best friends. So we're always going back and forth about, you know, our experiences, <laughs> the things we've been going through. And like, you know, there's a bit of a learning curve, even though we're both in college, like just comparing like our different experiences because obviously like we're both college kids so there's a lot we can relate to but there is a degree of explanation that goes I guess like is embedded in our conversations and we're so used yeah. to it at this point that it's like second nature just to like explain little things as they come but like mm-hmm. we just recently thought it'd be interesting to kind of like I don't know unpack it a bit more like I think it's super cool like the culture differences between the two like, between both of our different schools, and I think that, like, I don't know, we can explore it a bit more, if you're down. I think it's definitely, <laughs> it's saying, are to. you down while we're recording, like, yeah. like we haven't planned it already, <laughs> I'm so dead, no, I agree, like, especially because, like, especially when we have, like, our conversations, like, before we obviously started this whole podcast journey, I think it's just, like, interesting to see, like, um, things that, like, ivy leagues had or have and like versus like what a state school has like for Mm. me for instance like um one of like a big state school um in in new jersey is Rutgers, and so like Rutgers in my school rowan is like very similar if anything like there's a lot of things that i can speak about like rowan that does better than Rutgers, and vice versa of course you know rowan has like a lot more funding and all that but like there's a there's a way more there's so many more similarities but then when you speak about like you know an ivy league also a private institution versus a state school and a obviously publicly funded institution there's so many like so so many differences whether it's like um a social aspect or like um an academic aspect there's just so much you know so i guess like i don't know like what i was thinking and i haven't asked chanasa this I know a little bit, but, like, I don't know everything, (laughs) is that, is that, like, um, I guess, like, how's, like, the social scene, because, like, something that I, like, discovered recently is, like, before, like, my freshman year, I, like, talked to Chinaza about, like, Greek life, or, like, Greek organizations, like, sororities and fraternities, and, like, homegirl really just, like, responded, like, she was, like, oh, like, she didn't say what's that I know she didn't say what's that but like she was like that's like non-existent at, Ro- yeah. uh, at Harvard I said, and I was like huh <laughs> I'm like, I said what? Greek life is relatively non-existent like we don't I was pretty much like oh yeah we don't do that like we don't have that yeah and <laughs> no but like now it's different isn't it like yeah no okay so let me go give you like the overall rundown of kind of what happened with Harvard and I feel like a lot of well this is more Harvard specific but um a few other Ivy Leagues can relate in terms of like we have more it's either we don't do Greek life or like we do something else in addition to Greek life (laughs) but I'm so sorry my mom is laughing and talking I'm sure you can hear it it's kind of annoying me because like we're not going to be able to edit that out like because I'm talking as well so I don't want to like talk while my mom is like laughing in the background because then when I'm talking okay I'm sorry you're gonna have to just chop that and put it in (laughs) pretend like it didn't Um, happen that's your I think no no. it's actually mine it's mine but it won't be that much it'll just be a chop but like my mom was giggling and I was like bruh it's okay um but anyway um what was I saying Oh yeah, so with Greek life at Harvard specifically, the whole history of it in a nutshell is like in the 1800s, Greek life was bustling. It was popping, you know, like there are Greek organizations and it was also an all male institution. So yeah, um, there, were Greek, there was Greek life, but then Harvard decided in some kind of landmark decision to remove Greek life because they didn't want to be affiliated by any kind of other body other than Harvard like they didn't want to be them to be officially recognized by the college if it was something that was affiliated with some other body of I guess they just Mm -hmm. didn't want to have ties with other things so they told because all of these sororities and fraternities are like nationally recognized so it's not just like like 
like for instance, like Kappa Sig is not just Kappa Sig at a university. Like these fraternities exist all through the nation. And therefore mm-hmm. like there's like a national, obviously like chapter that like umbrellas all the other chapters. It's so what I'm guessing is like thing. Harvard's like, nah, we don't yeah. want and anyone. you know how Harvard has its brand and it loves its brand. Yeah. So like the f- affiliation is everything. So they don't want to be affiliated. So in the 1800s, as early as that, they were like, nah, like y'all have to get the step in. So all of the um, fraternities were like, bet, we're becoming finals clubs. So all of those fraternities yeah. literally transformed into like, they kept their houses, like they kept their frat houses, they kept their buildings. Mm-hmm. And those founders became, those like members became founders of, um, finals clubs that we now call mm-hmm. these super weird names but i can list a few of them the male organizations um so there's like the fox the fly the owl psk which is like um i forgot what that's stand- oh phoenix sk club um and if you watch social network um the social network it also has like it explains this a little the bit movie, better guys. the movie um <laughs> yeah with, is it mark zuckerberg I mean, he's not, Mark Zuckerberg isn't acting, but it's yeah. about him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's about Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I think he was in the PSK or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, there are a bunch of names for these organizations, these um, finals clubs. And, like, they're pretty much, it's where old money sits. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, this started as early as the 1800s, 1700s. So, like, there's a whole social network of, like, old money that is surrounded. Like, if you're affiliated with those those organizations like you have capital you have resources you have connections like you can reach Mm -hmm. out to people so that in itself it's a it's a whole thing and it's also a social status on campus like they have capital like harvard was able to get rid of the greek affiliation but they weren't able to get rid of the the land that they already owned because these people Mm -hmm. have land in the middle of harvard's campus and they can't control it and like no matter what harvard (laughs) tries to do they can't get rid of it and like the non-affiliation thing wasn't a problem for a while because, like, people would still, all those social groups were just like, it's okay, we'll just be, um, affi- what, like, we'll like, still affiliate right. and do whatever we want. We just won't be recognized by the school. Like, that's fine. Like, we Harvard. don't need the school's yeah. resources anyway. We can sustain ourselves. But right. then Harvard got more frustrated because they really wanted, well, like, a specific, um, Dean Faust, actually, who is now on exec for Goldman Sachs, which is very <laughs> ironic because she was in high edu- higher education, but whatever. Yeah. You know Harvard. So mm. they just... It's all about money, like Shivani said. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so she really wanted finals clubs out. Or at least, like she said, like they represent like classes, like races, sexes, mm-hmm. like all this stuff, which is like... Uh, to some degree, somewhat true. Somewhat yeah. true. But also, like social organizations in general like you can't kill them like that and so what she did which was very unwise i think is she decided that she was going to decree that any single gender organizations were getting the boot like you had to get like not only is it like oh you it's not like as passive as like you can't affiliate with harvard it was Mm -hmm. aggressive like if you are part of this organization you will be sanctioned you will not be able to have leadership positions you will not like, be able to do, like, apply for Rhodes Scholars, like, right. Truman um, Scholar, none of that. Like, it's all gone. Fulbright, gone. So, that caused a lot of fear on campus, but it wasn't to the old money finals clubs. They didn't care, quite frankly. Yeah. Because, let me tell you something, though that network is deep. Like, literally, people yeah. who were on Harvard's, in Harvard's boards, like, make in those decision rooms are part of those clubs from when they're in college. Right. So they're, so, like, but like... Uh, we know <laughs> we, the inside info, and we're going to make sure that, like, nothing... Yeah, all, our guys are good. So it yeah. didn't affect the guy groups at all. Like, the guy groups with the money had no effect on them. But it did affect with all of the women's groups on campus. So mm-hmm. all of the safe spaces that women's ha- women had created for themselves, because I think women have only started going to Harvard, like... I think sometime in the 1900s, let alone mm-hmm. even black people. I don't even know. Like, but, like, Harvard used to have, like, a separate college for women starting, like, sometime in the, I think, late 1900s called Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. But, like, women, like, sororities in Greek life came back for women more specifically, but also for guys in, like, the late 1900s. Why am I saying it like that? In the 90s and the 2000s. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me feel so old. Mm. But like in the 2000s, pretty much. But then after 
Dean Faust or President Faust like executed that order, most of the sororities like disappeared because like the women don't have the same support. Like they don't have capital and money like the guy groups right. do. Like literally, we the money that we have is based on dues for that year. Like it's a paycheck right. by paycheck situation. The guys exactly have millions of dollars coming to like, right. One of the clubs and they have like, a support. They have a network and they have a support system like kind of already like engraved and built in mm-hmm. with like all the other like industries that these people have like gone into and not to like be like oh like set well i mean that's this is how it was done like a lot of females like you said it's still very new for like women to be in one just higher education period you know like if you really look at the timeline like it's not like women have been going to like universities for that long of a time not anyway. At all. Even in the so 80s, like a lot of women were still following their boyfriends to exactly college to get married. Right. Not even so going like a to lot college. of sisterhoods. Mm-hmm. Right. So like a lot of sisterhoods haven't had like the proper time to kind of like, I guess like for those people to kind of climb the ladder into like multiple industries. So mm-hmm. then they are able to kind of continue to fund, you know that sorority or like that organization because like that's something that i've definitely that's like also like low-key a similarity just in general like not about finals club because like there's definitely not millions of dollars that anyone is putting into like our organizations but it's thousand dollars yeah like from one it's crazy it's literally crazy like but like yeah it's wild especially like like just to kind of like interject like um there's no such thing as finals club uh, at any other school. <laughs> school, to be honest with you all, like yeah. if if you if you guys are like high schoolers, like c- listening to this, like it's not a thing. Like she would talk about finals club, and I'm like, wait, like a club to study for finals. Like I really had that thought, <laughs> and yeah. I like never said it out loud because I was like, honest, I feel like that's just a dumb question. Like I'm obviously not understanding because like there's no way that there's a club to study for finals i was like it just can't be like it's so funny i will say that um finals clubs is a harvard unique thing but like i will say that like other ivies do have like their own their own like yeah what's it called like generational wealth kind of um Mm -hmm. kind of underground club like cornell especially like mm -hmm. for yale it's what's it called Yale has their own kind of club, and then Princeton, it's called Eating Clubs. I'm actually going to look up mm-hmm. what Yale's, like, clubs are. Like, it sounds very insid- insidious what their names are. Yeah, like, no, it's crazy, but it's, it's like, things that, like, I guess, like, you wouldn't know if you didn't go to the, ordin- like, to that institution or if you didn't know someone going to that institution. Because, like, like I said, like, I had no idea until, like, Chinaza and then, like, I guess, like, the more, like, I kind of, like, brought it up to, like, some of my other, like, friends that are attending Ivy Leagues, and they're, like, um, yeah, like, our university kind of has that, too, but, like, it's very, like, not secretive, like, they didn't use the word secretive, but, like, they're just, like, that's just, like, things that you don't really, like, go around, like, like, yelling to people about, like, it's just, like, something that, like, exists, and it's not something that, like, you're forcefully, like, trying to hide, but it's also not something that's, like, just, like, a main topic, you know? Yeah, um, actually, I just looked up the Yale one. It's Yale straight up calls it secret societies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, I like there's a lot of that kind of stuff. And like, sure, we all have our Greek life. And Harvard recently, like, in a turn of events, like this past year, has repealed the whole entire. Like, they were under a lawsuit, and I think they realized they were gonna lose, so they like hedged their their like bets and just like shut it down. But like, they lifted the sanctions so like now sororities and fraternities can now be back on campus like and not be like scrutinized or whatever i was already in a sorority um even when we were under sanctions honestly but i was like when i was telling shivani about it i was like i have to kind of keep quiet about it because Mm -hmm. like i don't want to get like sanctions don't they didn't really exist they didn't enforce them and i was like besties with the guy who was running it so i was never gonna be the one but like, if you listen to our other episodes, you'll know why it's important to be besties with your administrators. To have networks, yes. But, um, yeah, I was besties with him, so I didn't have any problems, but, like, I just knew that. And, bro, that man was a kappa. <laughs> 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 oh, 
you know, you don't know about Kappa's. Like, they have their networks. Anyway, <laughs> but, um, anyway, moving on. Yeah, Next so, topic. I was good, but, like, so, but, like, now they've released the sanctions. So, now, like, I, I foresee in the future that sororities are going to become popular again. And, like, those other avenues for women specifically will it again will return. become popular. Because, like, what yeah. the decision did was actually, like, restrict the amount of social... Like, they it literally was counterproductive because, like, they're trying to make social life more inclusive, but it just emphasized which social groups had wealth. Those are the ones that could stay because they didn't care about the rules. Like, when you're rich, right. you don't have to care or play by the rules. Right, because even, like, their parents that most might might be alum... They're funding those same, you know, yeah. finals clubs or and whatever. And funding, probably donating to Harvard, too. So, like, Harvard Itself, stuff. yeah. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. So, like, they weren't the it's ones crazy. getting affected. But I know that, like... So, like, party culture... Ooh, another thing. We could, before we contrast it with Rowan right now. Mm-hmm. Because, like, with finals <laughs> clubs, the thing is, like, parties are listed. Parties are listed, bro. They That's, have... Yeah. Not only are they listed... In front of the door, they will have bouncers. Like, a straight-up mm-hmm. bouncer. Like, it's a club. Like, they'll have the list. If you're not on the mm-hmm. list, you have to, like, either wait, unless it's an open party, or, like, try to see if you know somebody who can get you in, or you know mm-hmm. someone who can help you ask to get on the list. And when I tell you that, like, they're alumni, they have cameras. Like, these are man- mini mansions with courtyards right. and everything. Right, so, right, like, of course. They're alumni. Like, they have a... They call it a graduate board. They literally have cameras watching the entrance and like someone will literally watch it from their like laptop at home and if there's too many people or like the guys in the club like they don't have the control over like what how many people can enter the party right if they get a phone call (laughs) they get a phone call from a grad board and they'll be like bro there's too many people like you need to like you need to start like like, cutting people or like close the door yeah like sometimes they really don't have a choice so like that's That's what i'm saying that reminds me of like some Mm-mm. TV show type stuff. Harvard loves like, to exercise power in whatever ways they can. Like, right. Harvard students love to pretend like they're like these rich, like powerful people before we're there yet. Or some some of these people are, but like some people are, yeah. I just some sometimes I really hate it because like I'm in a finals club and I'm in a sorority too, and like they're different experiences and I value them all. But like I'm in all women's groups because like that's just kind of what I mm-hmm. loved and enjoyed because like I like. Like, I feel like I can make my guy friends on the side, but, like, I'm really, like, I'm really here for the the woman. Like, I love sisterhood. Like, I have two older sisters. Like, that's kind of just, like, the way I function. And I really value, like, female relationships. And I just, I don't Absolutely. know. I like supporting each other and, like, you know, like, women. Especially, yeah. Because no, I, 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 I guarantee you, like, it's, like, when there's privilege in something, like, people are going to question when other people are, like, coming together so like for example like for example when black people come together and they're like all in a group people are like oh wow all those black people in a group together like why do they need that but best you mm-hmm. believe like white people have been in groups forever no one's questioned forever. It. same thing with yeah. guys and girls like with guy groups like no one questions it but with girl groups people are like oh why is, why do you need a oh, sisterhood why like, do you need women's groups yeah. like why like, can't what are you we guys all just talking about like another? why can't we all yeah but exactly. best believe that those old men groups because the way that guys network it's something I've never, like, seen before. Because, like, it's guys will just mean that. Like, the money is just traveling. Like, women's And it happens, on, like, right. It's crazy. No, it's absolutely wild. I guess, like, to contrast, like, like I, I mean, like, I've been contrasting, like, while you're, like, saying, like, first exactly. of all, no finals club. There's no finals club. No secret society or anything. No secret society. I mean, like, nah. Like, if anyone, like, honestly, like, DMs me, tells me that I'm wrong, like, I'm telling you I'm not wrong. Well, like, you just outed yourself because now we know you're in a secret society. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, DM, go ahead. Tell me. Let me know so I can tell. <laughs> let, let people listening, let, let them oh know. But, um, no, so, like, I guess, like, Greek life here and, like, I guess I should preface, like, I am not in Greek life. I'm not affiliated with any Greek organization. And, like, my personal reason is because, like, um, I just, the organizations, like, like I said, like, I'm a, I am Indian, so, like, for me, like, I would want to be part of a sisterhood that, like, kind of also is, like, multicultural or, mm-hmm. or what, whatnot, you know, that resonates with me. I think that's really important when you choose these organizations, 100%. like, 
it has to like resonate like their mission statement quote unquote has to kind of resonate with you like what they what they stand for you should be standing for as well and so like you definitely don't want to make the mistake of like choosing an organization because of the quote-unquote clout because that only lasts for a little bit and then after that like now you're kind of like obligated to do a lot of things that like um sororities or fraternities do that like you know are things that aren't advertised like there's a lot of things that are sorority based like a specific sorority does you know we don't need to go into those inner details but like Mm. uh, there are certain things that are asked of you and you want to be remain true to yourself and in Mm. order to do that you want to choose the right organization you know what i'm saying because a lot of uh, greek life you can lose yourself in greek life as well so you want to be like careful with who what you choose and for me um at my at my institution like um, nothing really clicked with me and a lot of things just didn't sit well with me mm-hmm. and so I, I personally like my personal decision is is to not join a Greek institution um network network wise like I'm lucky enough and of course I will never have like um because I know some people are going to be like oh well you will never have that brotherhood or sisterhood that you would have had if you would have joined an, or, um, an, <laughs> an organization like I know those I know those like ride like you know dire you know ride hearts like ride or die people people. yeah Yeah. so like I know that that you guys exist but for me like (laughs) I don't need it because I personally like I'm confident in like the the connections that I've made Mm -hmm. and personally like not to say like I know a lot of people actually almost 80% of my friends or acquaintances are in Greek life and the crazy thing about that and like the lovely thing about that is that if I know those people I get into a lot of things just by connection exactly. and like that's same thing so sometimes yeah so sometimes it's like you really have to weigh it out and for me like I've been in I'm in a position where like it's kind of working out in my favor where like mm-hmm. if there's if it's like a social um event for me like I get into anything I really want to get into um but yeah like we pretty much have like all the all the mainstream um fraternities and sororities and like for the most part they're not like all too crazy (laughs) like they they're all affiliated with Rowan University we have a couple that obviously keep getting suspended because you know they keep trying to you know uh, you know spike some drinks and all that but like Oh my god. So I guess like that's something with like Greek life. Um, Rowan has been really open with just like allowing students to mm. pick organizations that they feel comfortable with. So like that's something cool to look at. Um, yeah. But yeah, I personally, for my, for me, like it just didn't, it hasn't like sat right with me. Um, organizations that I've wanted to join yeah. or have thought of joining. Let yeah. me not say I wanted to join because no, I have never wanted to join. But I'm just saying like, research wise nothing has yeah, kind of like, like clicked with me piqued your interest and I think like to speak on that like I completely agree because like I was like interested in like sororities but I was also very aware of the fact that like most sororities especially um national pan panhelic conference sororities I'm not sure if that's what it's called <laughs> I think I think <laughs> you're right no no it's yeah, panhelic NPC, Hellenic or something like. yeah NPC yeah. sororities like are overwhelmingly white like, when I tell you, like, some of these sororities, like, you look at them, like, I'm not sure if you guys have seen that Twitter view- video of, like, all of those blonde girls clapping in unison and, like, their mansion mm-hmm. opens up. Like, that is very much, like, a norm, especially, like, because I think I wouldn't, this is ironic, but I don't think I would have been a sorority if I what, didn't go to a school like Harvard where it wasn't common to be in a sorority. Because, like, mm-hmm. what Shivani says, like, if you're after it for clout, then, like, if you're in it for the wrong reasons, because, like, you're really going to be stuck with the girls you end up with because, like, at Harvard, like, there was no clout for being in a sorority because we were sanctioned. <laughs> so it was kind of something I just did for myself and because I wanted, like, a sisterhood of diverse girls. And um, I'll also say I'm the director of diversity and inclusion for my sorority. So, like, my like the my sorority, like, I'm a part of Alpha Phi. And, like, our sorority, our chapter specifically, is so much more diverse than <laughs> else in the country like we literally yeah. have girls and we're actively seeking girls from everywhere and I feel like it's so weird because like because I'm a part of this sorority I like assume that like all of them are like that or I forget not even I assume I just forget because like I knew I was very aware coming in that most sororities were like white and blonde 
Like, not only, you know it's bad when it's not only white, but it's white and blonde. Like, it's not just, yeah. like, you have to be white. Like, you have to be white with blonde hair. That's, like, just an additional restriction. But, right. um, yeah, like, I think that, like, they're, like all of these sororities need to do the work of, like, becoming more accessible. Because a sisterhood, it should represent the United States. Like, that, it's a women's group. It's not a white women's group. But most sororities seem to be white women's groups. To the point that well, like, I think in yeah. that case, like, I guess, like, and, like, I, I could say, like, w- something that kind of, because as much as, and we've had these co- conversations of just, like, colorism, and, like, mm-hmm. it will always ex- seem to exist, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, like, that's just, I feel like something that, like, and if it does change, it will take years to change, it's mm-hmm. not something that will be instantaneous, and so for those reasons, I feel like, at least in my school, and I, I do believe we kind of have hinted, like, we've had conversations that even at Harvard, slowly but surely, these organizations have come to you, you guys as well. But, like, there's Divine Nine, right? Like, mm-hmm. the Divine Nine organizations. And then also, like, at my school, we have, like, the multicultural organizations. Yeah. And, like, like, I was kind of just, like, briefly, like, I touched on. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there are options. Um, I do, like, I do understand what you're saying, like, we should all just, all organizations and all sororities, fraternities should be kind of, like, diverse um, in in their own organization. And I, and you're absolutely right. Like, even, like, some fraternities that I'm, like, thinking of, like, they're literally, like, all predominantly white with, like, just that that one, like, one, the quota. Yeah, yeah like, no, the one not even quota, a quota, like, it's just like that man, one person. Like, exactly. Yeah. And it's, like... And I think it's it's more of a problem, honestly. Like, I'm going to say this. It's more of a problem for state schools, I feel like. Because with, with your, like, with Ivy League schools, like, Greek life isn't at the center. So, like, a lot of those problems, like, they're already unconventional in the sense that, like, usually Greek life is, like, the main part. Like, your, your school is a party school. Like, you didn't My say My school is a party school, yeah, y'all. Yeah, you didn't like, say it, university. but school is a party, party school. school. At party schools, like, those stereotypes are going to... Not even stereotypes, those truths are going to persist. Like, the fact that, yeah. like, they're overwhelmingly white, like, that's going to manifest itself most at the schools that host sororities the most and fraternities the most, which are, like, schools like Rowan, like, state schools. And, like, but, like, with like with the Ivy Leagues, like, I feel like because the Greek life isn't, like, at the center like that, like, there's a lot more flexibility to do what you mm-hmm. want to do. So, like, in, these, in this case, like, it's just not, like, it's not even, like, all white any like with ours my sorority but that's just not the also that's not the mainstream experience so like that's exactly. like that's why i said like if i went to rowan i would not be a, might not exactly. be an alpha fee because it's like the stereotype and i mean like obviously i will not speak for these organizations at all but this is just what it comes off of as and like i can say that because like one i am not representing any organization and this is just something that i'm observing mm-hmm. but it's like um a predominantly like white organization uh, sorority or fraternity like you can tell easily, like, okay, like, obviously, like, they're predominantly, like, white. And, like, these organizations do nothing to kind of, like, combat, like, that stereotype. Like, you kind of feed into that stereotype. And so it's, like, really difficult for, I feel like, a lot of people of color to give it a chance. To give it a a chance, exactly. And, like, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to speak on behalf of, like, that one male, like, black man or, like, black girl that chooses that sorority but I also think that like those people are um going through like uh I guess they're kind of like not not to be like they're right wash, but they're also going through like an identity like type of um journey because I think that it's at least like a lot of like people that I've seen at my school like if they do choose these type of organizations it's because they're trying to fit in and a lot of people do get stuck on that, like, mindset of, like, I still need to fit in. Like, I still need, like, the friends that I had before in high school. So I feel like that's, like, something that I've, like, definitely noticed. Yeah. And it sucks, but, like, But I, I will know. say that's not always the case, though, because, like, I know certain people. Like, it depends, I guess, on how you move when you... I, I'll say it depends on how you move when you do get into the organization, because I feel Absolutely. like there has to be, like, the first person that takes that step. Oh, but, yeah, like, it depends sure. on, like, if you take the step, you go in the organization, and then you just allow them to keep perpetuating the, like, same thing. Or you remain are, true to yourself. Or, right? or like remaining you can true still... to yourself. I honestly think it's pulling more people in, because I feel like that's what 
needs to happen because like a lot of these, these all white sororities are not gonna do the work unfortunately if it's just all white girls like there has to be that mm-hmm. exactly one, one person like that one black girl that one mm-hmm. woman of color who takes that first step but then when you have the power and the platform of being in the sorority that's when you start pulling people in which is like exactly what i was able to do because i was honestly like i'm not the first black woman ever in alpha phi at harvard but like Alpha Phi went under for a bit because of sanctions. I mean, when they resurfaced, a lot of women of color were not comfortable staying in the organization because of sanctions. So, like, I was, mm-hmm. like, the first black girl in, like, the new chapter, like, when the chapter got revitalized When it again. came, yeah. And then I had to, like, do some work in, like, convincing women of color that, like, this was worth their time. Right, And then absolutely. now we've got a bunch of them. And, like, That's I good. feel like, and, like, I think that that's the direction that people need to go in. But if you're, like, just someone who's, like, okay, I just need to assimilate and fit in. I hope they like me. Like, that's a problem. Like, right. And, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's something that, like, not I'm obviously not speaking on their behalf. But, like, also, like, I've been in this – I've been at this university at this point for, like, two-plus years. And, like mm-hmm. – unfortunately like when I came into my these are seniors I'm talking about at this point because actually like the unfortunate thing is like coming in as a freshman like I've been seeing the same face faces and so like those same faces like I've never like seen any like um membership initiatives and mind you like not to say like even though like I've made up my mind like I'm very like heavily unfortunately involved in Greek life to a certain extent just because like every single one of my friends is literally like has is in Greek life, has gone through the process, or is going to be in the pro- like, it's just at a certain, like, every one of my friends is at a certain, like, stage in their, like, I guess, um, process, and so I feel like there's just, like, so much that I know, and, like, for that, like, I would say, like, I'm only speaking for Rowan University, mind you, mm-hmm. like, I do think that we are still not there, and we, at meaning, yeah. like, Rowan University, like, organizations are still not there, but I do hope that, like, at one point, like, you know, that that mindset does come in, like, where, like, one one black man is like, no, like, I like this organization for what they stand for, and so, therefore, I will join that universe, um, my, sorry, I will join that organization, and, yeah, it's predominantly white, but you know what, like, I'm gonna change that, like, I have three, yeah. I have two, three years to change that, and I'll do what I can to, 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 you know, make to it more diverse. It create more ad, like avenues for other people to walk exactly because i feel like i think that there can like i support like safe spaces and um cultural orgs specifically for that purpose like i was on board of mm-hmm. association of black harvard women um both my freshman and sophomore years like freshman rep and then treasure like i fully love that space and i love um cultural groups but i think like also these sororities and fraternities can serve a different purpose if they are used to the extent they're supposed to. Like, I feel like you don't need to have white spaces in America. There's enough generational wealth. Like, there's no oppression that warrants whites. Because safe spaces are built off of oppression. <laughs> like, people, <laughs> people always complain about safe spaces, but I'm like, they're called safe spaces for a reason because they're built off right. of his- histories of oppression. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There doesn't need to be a white space. Therefore, all of these places, like, I just don't, think we should allow there to be like these there we should allow there to be these places where like there are white spaces like i um, agree we should infiltrate as much as possible and like (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't have to be everyone because some people don't feel comfortable but if you're interested in that life like don't restrict yourself from tapping into you, you it. should definitely not but i'm also not, i think it'll I don't just be tough school, yeah so. i think it'll, it's just t- it's just tough because like even like i've seen some of like my desi like indian south asian like friends that have like decided to go go into like predominantly white for like greek organizations and like what what i like you literally see like the transition and it's so like i guess like crazy because i'm just like okay like maybe that's like part of their little like thing like you have to change the instagram aesthetic because i've even heard of that like you know like some sororities do have like an aesthetic like sit like thing like you know you all filter your pictures to the exact like filter and all that (laughs) yeah it's crazy but people do that and so like I understand that but like you know when when you start losing yourself and I've seen that so many times at least with my like institution like I like there'll be a lot of South Asian friends and like 
they'll they'll be different like come come like the next season mm-hmm. they'll be a different person and i mean like i get along with them like i don't really care you know mm-hmm. you do you it's all part it's it's a part of everyone's learning curve yeah. and i mean like if, if that's the person per- type of person like you know like you were gearing to be like that's completely fine like who am i to speak uh, speak on that but mm-hmm. um yeah, I think I think at least party schools and like specifically rowing. Let me not, cause like imagine if I'm just like walking one day and then like someone like says I heard just... you were talking about. No, it's just no. I think Chill you're completely. Y'all. I think you're completely right, and I think that like the it's problem, gonna take time. It's, it's gonna, gonna take, take time. time is what also, I'm like the problem with like what like I'm comparing my experience, but my con- experience like I'm you're actually helping me realize how different my sorority is from a lot of other sororities just because like we have been so open and so openly like trying to recruit women of color like so like and i and forget, that's not the case and i forget yeah. that because like we literally had my diversity our diversity reception and like i was just like we want you we want you like don't feel like this is a place that you can't be like we're not looking right. at like the people were asking about quotas i was like there are no quotas like there, you just be right. yourself and like whatever. No, there's quotas. Like, there's no competition. There's, there's like you're quotas. not trying to be the person of color. Like that shouldn't even yeah. be a thing to begin with. But like I'm forgetting that like I get to be on the account because like since I'm on exec, so like I'll we follow all the other alpha fees and mm-hmm. chapters, and there's some that are like insanely white. And like mm-hmm. I'm just like dang, I forgot that these exist. And obviously like I've I've been talking to the international president and stuff like that. We've been making moves, trying to make things better, you know. Yeah. But um, it takes time, and like Shivani said, like some of these girls, like I forget, and maybe this is based off of TV shows I've watched. But some of these girls, like they try to create that aesthetic that Shivani's talking about. Like they don't want to take women of color. Like they don't want like their aesthetic is like to be uniform, like to be the same, mm-hmm. to look the same, to like, and that it's honestly disgusting to me that like those institutions exist and like what she's saying about like um what she's saying about her friends like changing their mannerisms and changing who they are to try to fit the aesthetic to fit like the sorority girl that honestly like makes me so mad because like that's everything that like I'm trying to fight because like why would you want to be the same why would you want to have a group of girls that like is exactly the same I think that's the conversation of like I guess I don't even know if we had this conversation and it was recorded or if we had a private conversation I'm losing track but I think it's just a conversation of like that cultural um division Mm -hmm. like at least I can speak on like South Asians like as much as like I feel like I, I do think I'm a very progressive person and I try to be as educated as possible about a lot of situations. And I think Chanaz and I are like very like similar on that mm-hmm. form. Yeah. But I think that not everyone is. And I feel like that's something that I always have to take a step back and be like, hold on, like my opinions, like not everyone agrees on my opinions and not, no offense, but like not, a lot of people are ignorant. Like South Asians, a lot of South Asian Americans, right? are still very ignorant to like a lot of things that we are saying and like the morality aspect and a lot of south asians are trying to still fit in to like the white to be mold. friends to the be white appreciated mold. instead of just right being, white validation yeah. to get white to gain white validation exactly. and, and so like it's just tough and it's so it is tough when like you're surrounded by like bodies of people who are telling you to also change yourself or like or like it's that seems to be the way to go you know what I mean like that seems to be mm-hmm. what you should be doing like it's it's especially like I'm now envisioning all of these like very very white sororities and I'm just like they're really like especially when you walk into a room and everyone looks the same like like it almost is like a self-preservation thing and you think that you're doing the right thing just to stay like I don't know just to stay in the running and I don't know. It just really it does sicken me. It's, it's hard like, to be that one person. Like like I and I will say that like it, it's hard to be like that one person. Like like you said cuz I do think it's very important um excuse me to infiltrate these organizations and like you know place your mark and open up the doors for others for them to be comfortable in these um Greek organizations. But it's also hard to be that one person. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it's hard especially, especially when there's roots. Like my sorority exactly. was very like, you know, we were new, like we just went under right. and came back. So like there's a lot of opportunity for growth and change. But some of these have been like so systematically the same. You know what I mean? Like these sororities have been the exact same the entire time. 
So, like, if there's such a clear balance and such a clear characteristics of a sorority, it just becomes so hard to change that. Like, for me, I'm, it's so easy for me to say, but, like, if you have a sorority that, like, you look at their walls and it's been white and blonde for the past 50 years, like, how are you going to be the one person to now just come in and be like, hey, I think that we should, like, I'm going to, like, I'm going to be bold, I'm going to be, like, we should be more, like, and make all this change, because, like, right. it, it's just very hard to do that. Um, when there's so much combating you from different angles and sadly like I just don't know the extent of like it's just like different places are more progressive and more liberal and I feel like especially in the south things are a lot less liberal than they are in the northeast like I know that's another division I'm creating but no but it's true yeah it's true and that's like that brings up like all of, of course like the whole um, political spectrum and all of that it's just I think there's just a lot to even that that division that yeah. you said you know what I'm saying and so absolutely I absolutely agree with you and like I said I feel like it's definitely doable but it's definitely going to take a lot of time as mm-hmm. especially with the Greek organizations I do think that because you have to like understand like and I mean you do understand like like you talked about like with the um finals clubs like these organizations that we have even at Rowan like on Rowan's campus like these are hundreds and hundreds of like like even though it's not on it hasn't been on on this campus for maybe like 200 years Mm. a lot of these social circles have very like a lot of their like mission statements that they're just not stated on paper and there's a reason why it's not stated on paper and I don't want to go into the like whole like racist aspect but a lot of these things have been kind of engraved into their unwritten rules over time and like they'll take a few minorities but like quote unquote like the model ones like the ones that exactly will not they'll they'll actually actively choose the ones that won't shake things up and like that but like that's something that that i've noticed the ones that want to blend in they'll target the ones that want to blend in because they know that they won't actually they get their brownie points of like having a person of color but also they don't have to change anything and they can perpetuate the same Mm -hmm. but make the mistake of um accepting that one person is going to shake things up and a lot of them are going to be shaken up and i think that we're we're earing towards an era where things are going to radically change like especially like i think so from my historical perspective i guess from like doing a lot of historical work like we think that like 50 years was so long ago but it really isn't like it was it, isn't. it was so soon it was so so much has happened since then and there's so much that is yet to come like i think we think of our life as like we're still young so we haven't experienced that much change now that we're getting older we're starting to experience those changes like yeah and they're not gonna went through stop a lot they're not it won't, gonna stop it won't. like this is called that, but that's up. a good thing it's this a good thing though like, like i think especially like um having this type of conversation like I think what's going on, what's happening right now and the changes that we're speaking about um, is long overdue, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, at least for my, like, f- I'm speaking for my generation, it's, like, common sense, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm just, like, like it's just, like, a huh type of um, yeah. um, factor. And I'm definitely hoping that that kind of follows through with these Greek organizations because I think that, like, brotherhoods and sisterhoods are, are, are organizations that really can impact a mm-hmm. person's life. Right uh in a good way or a bad way to be honest with you so yeah i think that you know it's just interesting though because like like i said like i I feel like even even with like state party schools like like because it not only we're honestly it's like it's hard for me to like i love my school and i love rowing university but we're not like Rutgers in the sense that like Rutgers is a very big Rutgers new brunswick is a very like big school isn't it college avenue where all the parties happen right and like they have multiple campuses on their main campus and so like they have yes they are also a part because i know some people are going to also be like uh you're crazy Rutgers is a party school no you're right Rutgers does party a lot but Rutgers also has a different side to them which is like the academia Mm -hmm. part and so like i personally think that's like it's a perfect balance Mm -hmm. rowan on the other hand no offense rowan but like it's a straight up party school like if you don't watch yourself (laughs) If you don't watch yourself, like, you, you really get sucked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get sucked in really fast. And that's why I feel like 
not to not to sound like oh I know everything but like I feel like that's why I have a lot of insight for being for a person not being in Greek life like you know what I'm saying like I obviously like why do I know so much about this is because like I honestly like other than like studying this is all I know because like my friends will literally come over and like just rant about like ooh stuff that goes on in their life one distinction I would really like to make I remember, okay, so, like, before I came to college, I remember the first time I visited Harvard, I was actually visiting MIT, and I just, like, came over to, like, I just took a, took the tea, which is, like, our subway, to Harvard, because I just wanted to see it, this was my senior year of high school, and I remember it was a Monday, and I, I, my per- perception of college was completely based off of TV shows and whatever, mm-hmm. like, first of all, my parents never came, went to school in the United States anyway, so I didn't know what that looked right. like, but also, like, I just, like, what what else was I supposed to know? So I went on campus, and it was, I think it was a Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. I went there, and I was expecting to see people walking around, like, you know, people partying. Like, <laughs> With their backpacks on. Like, no, people, I thought people were going to be partying or something. Oh. I walked on campus, you could hear a pin drop. Everyone was in right. their dorms studying. And I was like, wait, but this is college. Like, I thought people were supposed to be partying. Ivy <laughs> Leagues don't do that. Ivy Leagues have days I'm where they party dead. and days where they study. Like, parties are Fridays and Saturdays and Thursdays sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. But it's Fridays yeah. and Saturdays and Thursdays. But I feel like I'm not sure how it really is because, like, I've never got to party at your school yet. Yeah, because maybe <laughs> senior year things will change. But um, hopefully we could turn out at both of our schools. Yes. But, yes. Um, yeah, um, apparently yeah, no, it's here, different. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It, it's, uh, it's. If you want to, it's seven days a week. Like, if you really genuinely that's what I'm want saying, to. Bro, like, that's crazy. It's seven that's days not a how week. we live. Yeah. It's not how we it's live. It's seven days a week. And then if you want to be, like, conservative with it, you know, going to, like, the mainstream, like, events, I guess, it would be Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Okay. And and that includes, that includes like, dages, which, or which I don't know if you call, do you call them dages or do you call them darties? Darties. Yeah, we call them dages. <laughs> that's so funny that I think just Rutgers goes to also show calls you guys dirties. really go all out like, <laughs> I'm just like, saying because like when I, when I heard the word first like dages I thought of like rages like you know like mm-hmm. like why are we calling them date like why yeah but it just <laughs> sounds more dangerous I feel like I will <laughs> say that the one time I feel like Harvard felt like a state school mm-hmm. was that last week before we went home on campus because like like, no, that's every campus though. To no, like, no, I'm but like you. that was the first time we felt like a state. Oh school. yeah, because you yeah, guys yeah. were always a state. School, we were but, always partying. Yeah, yeah. We were, guys were always partying like that. But for us, it was always Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and like even those parties, like they're listed. Like there's a bunch of like things that yeah, go into yeah, it. It's yeah. never just like oh, just pull up, like just party. Yeah, like it was never like that. Which we all like. I feel like we all kind of wanted that, like just a little bit. So like, literally, we call it Corona Week, and I hope I hope that. The tradition continues. Never comes back. I, oh, continues? No, like, like, to have, like, the chrono, like, start that tradition of having a chrono oh, week where we party every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. But, like, for chrono week, I wish I partied more, because, like, I really didn't party, because, like, I was still studying, and, like, it was a midterm yeah. season, so I wasn't sure what things were going to go, so I was, like, and I also didn't know we weren't going to be on campus, so I was, like, I'm not going to let myself fail just because everyone around me wants to party. I'm still going to study. I'm still going to do my stuff. Right. So I didn't really party like that. But I wish I did. It was still fun. I went to like one date. Um, darty. I almost said dages. <laughs> no days. <laughs> so I went to one darty, but um, an owl courtyard. Um, which is like our finals club equivalent to a frat house because mm-hmm. like they're the closest thing to a frat house. Right. Frat house. We love the owl courtyard for all my owl brothers out there. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So pretty much. Um, that weekend was just filled with, like, parties all the time. Like, things were open listed for the first time. Like, there were no lists. Like, people could just pull up right. and, like, roll up. So, Wait, like, I have a question yeah. about that, too. Because, like, okay, so at my school, for the most part, okay, they call it, like, okay, their most exclusive thing that they would have is, like, a list or, like, brothers only. Mm-hmm. But females, girls are always allowed. Like, bro, like, That's not how let me is. tell you. Right, okay. And then also, like, um, what they have just on a normal basis like when when it's like the thursday friday saturday situation mm-hmm. they would it's no if it's not listed and it's like open they would obviously charge guys like they would be charging like guys like 10 bucks 15 bucks whatever they want 20 bucks whatever 
um, the fraternities, and obviously that would go straight profit or yeah. straight towards the alcohol. But females would all, still always be, be free. free. Okay, yeah. so for with that, I'll say, like, um, this is kind of how it works. Like, freshmen, for girls, every for everyone is free. You don't have to pay for parties at finals clubs. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that comes out of, like, members' dues and kind of, like, right, finals exactly. clubs already are rich. So, like, they can just, right. like, they're already getting hundreds of thousands they can of dollars it, from all of yeah. that. So, they can afford to have open bars, in fact, and stuff like that. Right. But, like, the thing is, freshman guys can't come. Like, I, like you, freshman guys probably will not step foot in a finals club, like, their whole mm-hmm. freshman year. But girls will be able to come. If they're on the list, they can come. If they're on the, the list. Or if it's an open So event. the list is really important. Because at Rowan, important. they be like, calling it list, but boy, let me tell you, if I really want to get in there, like, I could get in there. Like, there's no, yeah, no like, there's, serious there's restrictions. There's a list. There's a serious list. And, like, it actually matters. Like, that's what makes Harvard kind of annoying. And that's why freshman year, because um, everything is so, it is elitist. It's elitist. Yeah. And, like, you have mm-hmm. to... Sometimes you have to learn how to roll with the elites. Like, that's the one thing that I learned oh, to do. Yeah. Like, for survival of the fittest when it came to college. Just, like, learning how to... And I still stay true to myself because, like, I'm still the same. Of course. Chinaza yeah. that I was before. And I tried my best not to sugarcoat myself even when hanging with people. I guess maybe people found my authenticity refreshing. I don't know. Right. I don't really care. But, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. But, right. um, I just think that... What was I saying? Oh, Yeah. Um, my freshman year, I just, I didn't even touch finals clubs. Like, even though, like, I'm a fresh, I was a girl, so I probably would have been able to get in. I didn't even want to touch it because I was like, bro, the last thing, one thing I'm proud of and I will never do is stand outside waiting to get into a party. If I'm not on the list, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight it. uh It's not by force, is what I say. It's not by force. So, like, like I'm never gonna be the one waiting outside. I'm on the list or I'm not. Now that I'm in a finals club, I'm on the list for a lot of the parties, so I don't have to, like worry about it but freshman year i was like i'm not gonna wait out with all of you guys and wait to get into a party and then beg to oh, beg yeah. a bouncer Absolutely to come in not. so i just yeah. the cultural organizations will still have their parties and they'll those are the ones that cost money they cost money it's not like guys girls cost money because like it's a cultural org so you have to be inclusive right so everyone so yeah. everyone everyone pays but like everyone. my freshman yeah. year those parties were lit like the the black parties i went to mostly black oh, parties my know. freshman year and you yeah, already know like we were throwing down like the <laughs> frats and sororities would do their strolls like it was a yeah. honestly it was like sometimes i call it like my hbcu kind of experience my freshman year right freshman yeah. year i lived out that like hbcu experience a lot more than i feel but like i'm glad that you were able years. to have that somewhat of that experience right? and it is a like, different kind of party they're both fun, you already know it's a different but it's a party. different part of, kind of party but when i, I tell you i got uh, old quick and i wasn't able yeah. to do the same especially things. the strolls i'm just saying like after a certain point like but, especially when you're a freshman like maybe maybe like the first two parties you're like oh my god like they're strolling but then after you're just like i respect it but like I'm here to have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure there's more, there's more, time. there's many more, like, especially like D9 fraternities and sororities there. So like, there'll be more strolls like there. Like when Big Bank comes on, you already know the AKs are coming out, like stuff like that. <laughs> so like, right. but yeah. like for us, even that is smaller here, like D9s mm-hmm. and stuff. That's all smaller here. So, I'm sure like, it'll. I'm sure it'll. It's on the rise, though. You know, like I'm sure as now that like you like you said. But the, the sanctions, the sanctions are, never affected black sororities and fraternities. Oh really? But I think okay. it's just smaller chapters because like maybe oh, partially because yeah. like there's less black people in the area, but of also course, because yeah. like because of that, like because there's less black people in the area and it's just smaller, like. A lot of the um D nine sororities and fraternities are district wide, right? So like, like in order to be a part that. of it, you have to really want to be a part of it because you're gonna have to travel, go to different travel, schools, like right. and when you're, I don't even want to talk about pledging, pledging at all. Yeah, let's, let's not, not, let's not. We're gonna stop right that. there because we've yeah, already. But, Chanel's and I have already. No, no, no. Yeah, this is, we've, yeah, we're not doing. We that. will not. Nope. But um, <laughs> yeah. So there are a lot of differences, as you can see, but like. Me and Shivani, we always know how to have a good time. So if there's a good time to be had, we're finding it no matter what school we go to. <laughs> like, that's one thing I me and Shivani were never afraid to do. Even in high school, at school dances, like, honestly, the school dances, like, people were kind of shy to dance. Like, they were really, like, I, I was yeah. always disappointed. Like, we go like, to these dances. Because me and Shivani, <laughs> we were obviously grinding in high school. We weren't, like, partying like that. 
I don't think, but like at the school dances, at least we'd expect people to be like breaking it down. But people wouldn't be. Yeah. Me and Shivani can dance, like, and people yeah, weren't come about now, that. Like, I was disappointed in high school. Yeah, honestly. it's crazy. I remember like my senior year, like I went to like um a couple college parties, and mm-hmm. so like I'd be like, okay, like this is this, and of course, like I'm not gonna compare it to a high school like party, but I was just like, okay, like. I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to have a good time. Like, even, like, mm-hmm. without any, like, substance or anything. Like, Chanaz and I both are, like, very, like, just energetic people down for a good time. Like, we're down, down. for whatever. Down to dance and <laughs> let loose. Like, dancing yeah, so. is one thing, like I said, me and Shivani love to do. So, if you're not trying to dance, like, don't even talk to me at a party. Right. Or just, like, have a good vibes. Like, yeah, a good exactly. time. Like, just let loose so. and just, like, you know have a good time relax have a good time don't be so uptight about it or whatever so that's like one thing i'll give to greek like greek organizations like it doesn't matter like grouping no one to no one like you know at least for my freshman and sophomore year because i'm obviously i wasn't 21 (laughs) like my two years like they were decent like they were good years you know what i'm saying like like i said like i'm a party school so like y'all definitely like followed through on that promise because like I had some good times so like right like that's good like I had a good experience but like definitely like my advice if you're if like anyone listening is going to a state school or actually honestly it doesn't even matter if you're going to a state school or an ivy league or whatever um I think it's just important to stay true to yourself when you're picking if you want to join um, a greek organization I think it's really important to like while you're exploring your options to continue to remind yourself of like what you value the most because when you're choosing this like where you have to remember like you're choosing this for like low-key the rest of your life like yes you can just yes technically you could just like drop drop it but like a lot of like this commitment you're making a commitment for life and that's like the beauty of it like i will give greek organizations that like that's the beauty of like a sisterhood or a brotherhood that a lot of these connections that you're making, you're making for life. So make sure you're choosing the right connection for yourself, you know? Right. I completely agree. I can say it better myself. And, like, honestly, like, you fall in the social spaces you do. And, like, you still have, no matter if you go to an Ivy League or state school, like, you still have control over the people you surround yourself with. And, like, Mm -hmm. you should just take full license of that. And before we close out, um, I did write a note, Brenda song on here. Just because it's crazy, I found out today that Brenda Song, I, I read about her story, and she actually got into Harvard, and she turned it down to be on the school of Zach and Cody. Like, Shut up. She did not. Yes, yeah, she did. She got in at 15. She got into Harvard at age 15, bro. I need She's a, a genius, check. and she... No, <laughs> I I, it's true. Check. I'm sorry. It's true. And not only did she turn it down, she turned it down to play a dumb girl, a dumb rich girl. Yeah. But hey, that took her places, because she was an... I read her story, and it was actually really inspirational, because I didn't know, like, her family, like, immigrated, and just, like, came from nothing, and, like, her, like, first acting opportunity was literally her grandma's life savings, she put it into that, because her, like, yeah, so... That was her passion. Yeah, that's crazy. So, it's just so great to see, and honestly, like, she might have made the right decision, like, you guys, let me know what you guys think. Ooh, I didn't do my song of the... I can do, like, no, I didn't do a song. No, you definitely sang. No, I, I didn't sing Did for you this not? one. Maybe I'll sing, like, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody or something. Go ahead. You and me got the world to see, <laughs> so come on down. Me and you got so much to do, so come on down. I feel like I messed it up. It's you and me, me and you, we got the whole place to ourselves. Okay, that's it. You and me got the world to see, so come on down. This is the sweet life. I need to watch an episode of that. Yeah, I'm just like, wait, why do I not remember this theme song? Like, she's singing it, and I'm just, like, smiling at her. I'm just like, okay. Or so if on like, deck is more familiar. Oh, well, this boat's rocking. Yeah. Oh, well. You don't remember it. That's anyway. definitely. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> you not. Said like, nah. I'm just like, mm, okay. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's our just, show. Wow. I hope it was entertaining. I thought that this was going to be a one and done but it looks like it's gonna be a series kind of deal where it's yeah, like one this was part. just us talking about greek life so we're gonna have to have a bunch definitely. of these scattered throughout yeah but let us know what you think like i'm definitely curious like especially like let's say like you guys are in like a state organization or an ivy league and you agreed or disagreed like let us know in the reviews but of course when you do that leave a five-star review of first course. 
and then critique us okay of course as always <laughs> they know at this point y'all know what to do you know but it's our spiel i've got to keep it up you know and as always call, call us whenever, us whenever.